My name is Owen Walsh, and you're listening to the latest episode of Cabin Fever. Less a podcast than a group therapy session for writers, brewers, and friends from around the world who like to enjoy a beer together, but can't for now. We'd love to hear from listeners out there how you're getting on, what you're doing to cope, and what you're drinking. So feel free to get in touch on social media. You can find me at Owen Walsh, or you can send me an email at owen at beercity.brussels. I'd love to hear from you. And that's it. Enjoy the episode. I'm delighted to be joined on the latest episode of Cabin Fever by my next three guests, uh, one of which is returning, Steve Bentle, co-host of the UK's longest running beer podcast, Opinions. Uh, how are you doing, Steve? I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? Not too bad. By Melissa Cole, award-winning writer and author of, among other books, The Beer Kitchen. Hi, Melissa. How are you doing? Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. And last but not least, by Emma Inch, award-winning broadcaster and writer and host of many, many podcasts herself. Hi, Emma. Hello there. As we get into the show, as normal, um, what we do with all of our guests is just go around the room, ask how everybody's doing and what they're drinking and how they've been getting on in the last couple of weeks under quarantine and lockdown. Um, Maybe we can start with you, Emma. How are you doing and what are you drinking? I'm all right. What I'm drinking at this very moment, I've just cracked it open. It was delivered earlier today. Uh, Some Harvey's Sussex Best. Um, So... I'm quite pleased about nabbing myself some of that. Obviously, it's not the same as having a pint on cask in your local pub. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's as close as we can get at the moment. And, um, you know, I, I live uh, not far from the brewery. I live in Brighton on the edge of Brighton. So I can actually walk to Lewis from where I am. And, uh, it, you know, it's it's just a fantastic beer that that I value having in my hand at this moment. And none of us yeah. are insanely jealous at that at all, in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> <laughs> well, Melissa, you can tell us what are you drinking and how are you doing? Uh, I'm all right. Uh, I've got uh, the Abnum's Camden uh, collab, the India Pale Ale, Camden on Sea, uh, which I'm frankly drinking from the can like a right heathen, which I'm fine with. <laughs> cool. Right. There's, this is a this is a safe space, you know, so you don't need to worry about about that. <laughs> don't really often care what most people think to be honest with you no i never i never thought you did um and what about you steve how are you doing and uh, what are you drinking tonight uh, i'm doing doing well thanks um i am drinking ashbeck english natural mineral water the sparkling okay. version um because i'm i'm in the middle of a dry week uh i, I think i've had a few excesses while, while i've been locked down at home and I've, I've decided that i need a week off just to recalibrate everything I think that's a laudable goal. It's something that we were talking about when you were on the show the last time. Um, I think we weren't that far into sort of real lockdown at that point. Um, yeah, it only been a few weeks. It had only yeah, only a few weeks. Yeah, <laughs> um, and you'd already you'd already had a couple of sort of online drinks and and other sessions like that. Um, have you kept on? Have you kept that going? How's that going for you so far? Yeah, it's it, it's still happening. Um, we're we're obviously we're re- recording weekly content at the moment, so we, mm. we're getting together once a week to to have a drink while we're recording, and and that obviously then sometimes spills over into a few after drinks as well. Um, <laughs> and and then I'm still doing kind of a regular Sunday night get together with a few folk, uh, and then next week we're due to do our next iteration of the Essex Bottle Share online as well. So I'm I'm kind of just like I say just having a few days just to to set myself up for that really I think that's fair enough and how have the inter 
intervening week's been treating you? Yeah, it's been good. I mean, you, you know, we've been we've been very lucky because we have been blessed with some very good weather still. So it's it's making the whole getting out and doing your your daily allotted slot of of, of exercise all, all the more enjoyable. But obviously, all of that changed this week, and 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 the rain set in, and all of a sudden, I mean, I don't I don't like getting wet if I have to go out. <laughs> There's there's no way I'm voluntarily going out in the rain to to get wet. That's just not going to happen. I I think cats absolutely have the right idea. Take one look at the rain. And go, ah. Yeah, absolutely. I think possibly I was a cat in a former life, right. without without a doubt. It would explain the afternoon naps as well. Yes, yeah, very yeah. much so. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really it's really a change, isn't it, from the sunny weather? Everything suddenly becomes more. I mean, we were just saying it today, sitting in the living room. It's pretty miserable out here. Things becomes, you know, the whole house becomes smaller, becomes darker. Everything's become becomes a bit colder. It's much, it's much more comfy being inside now than it was maybe last week. Uh, you should try have, having everything going darker when you've had a leak from the flat above and it's knocked out all your ceiling lights. Mm. Oh no! A bit tough to get. So have you been right now? Has, has, has that been what you've been dealing with the last couple of days then, Melissa? Oh, no, that's, uh, that happened when I was just in Brazil, actually. But, of course, the minute I got back, everything went into into um, isolation. So we couldn't get anybody out to deal with it. So there we are. I mean, we, you know, we've still got uh, power at the PowerPoint, so that's fine. We've got side lights and stuff, but trying to set up... Mood filters. lighting. Mood lighting. <laughs> yes, it's romantic around here right now. Um you all too subtly uh, dropped the fact that earlier, not this month, but last month, you were in Brazil. I was. <laughs> so, uh, and that was pretty much on the verge. I'd say what you were one of the, I mean, it wasn't long before you got back that everything was shut down. Yeah, it was actually, I think it was just three days after I got back. That I think it was it Wednesday or Thursday they announced that everything was shutting down. Um, I, yeah, I, in fact, I'm not even sure that pubs hadn't shut down before I came home because we didn't go to the pub when I got back and we would have done. Um, so, yeah, it, it was, yeah, I, I think I pretty much walked in, I got in just after everything had really shut down. So, and everything was starting to shut down in Brazil as well. So, you know, there wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't any surprise to me. It, yeah. You know, I mean, if I'd been able to shut, be shut down in where I was in Brazil just before I left, it wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world. <laughs> so what were you in Brazil for? So I was uh, in Brazil to judge a beer competition and also mm -hmm. uh, give a lecture at a brewing school which holds the beer competition uh, in a place called Blumenau, um, which is south of Sao Paulo. And uh, it's a really, it's a very fantastic lovely welcoming place but it's also incredibly bizarre in places because it's actually got a, a small german village and when i say okay. german village i mean literally it's like walking into bavaria mm -hmm. there's umpar bands and people in lederhosen and all sorts it's extremely surreal and oh, yeah. about 30 degrees and five thousand percent humidity it's a hard life, the life of the beer judge, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm very lucky with the Brazil thing because uh, my first book, Let Me Tell You About Beer, was translated into Portuguese and sold down there. And it was really just about the time that the craft beer industry was starting to burgeon. So it was actually a lot of people's first sort of beer book. Um, mm -hmm. um, as a result, it's... It, it, I, People will come and see me speak, and and I'm welcomed 
incredibly well down there. I've got second families down there. It's amazing. The people are just so sincerely wonderful. And obviously it's a stunningly beautiful country. And uh, why is there a German village there? I can't I can't stop thinking about this German <laughs> village in the middle of Brazil. Well, um, uh, the German immigrants are huge and not in the way that people think. Um, uh, it was in the 1800s that um, German German population started emigrating to Brazil. And it's a, they've got a huge German population. I think it's the second largest language after Portuguese in Brazil. Um, a lot of people speak German. And, yeah. uh, and there's a lot of German kind of style breweries out there, isn't there? Very much so. And that's exactly why. I mean, uh, ABI, mm-hmm. Genesis, is entirely in a German brewery. Um, so and that was uh, in Porto Alegre. Yeah, so it's all of those roots and why why so many wheat beers and, and pilsners are brewed out there is, is because of the German background. I mean, it's a far cry from the last time we were together in person, which was in dark grey Mons in Belgium. Good Lord. Judging on a competition. You'll have, to, you'll have to tell me the secret of getting trips to, to Brazil. But I mean, was there much... Um, was there much talk there amongst you and the other judges about like what the situation, how it was deteriorating and, and, and you know, worries about getting back and, and what you were coming back to? I, well, getting the Brazilians as such a huggy country to to sort of um, uh, take take uh, not not hugging people or social contact is going to be an interesting concept in my mind when we when we were talking about it. And uh, actually, uh, Ron Pattinson and I were messaging about this the other day. And he was just saying, dear God, just all the people I hugged. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it has been difficult because of their prime minister, um, mm-hmm. who's an interesting person. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been difficult to get people to take it as seriously as necessarily it should do. There was a lot of talk straight away about the impact it's going to have and because there's not really the infrastructure to be able to do as much online delivery in in brazil as there is here so yeah. it can be very tough for people but of course with such a heavily um, populated country people who were going to be in the bigger cities were always going to be in a better place i think everybody was relatively laissez-faire about this without people who didn't have genuine inside knowledge uh was, was barely you know oh, it might be six weeks it'll be fine everybody will survive it might be a bit tough and then of course you know now, Emma, I know I don't want to torture you with all this talk of travel because you've been indoors now, basically, since the lockdown began in the UK. Yeah, I've been indoors. Actually, um, the last time I went out was the 7th of March. Uh, so that was pre-lockdown. Yeah. So, yeah, coming up to a couple of months now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's not been great. Um I mean, I did actually. I did pop out a couple of times for walks, brief walks, um, yeah. until I found that I probably shouldn't be popping out for brief walks. So I've been told um, that I need to shield because some of the medication I take lowers my immunity. So um, mm-hmm. apparently, I'd be at uh, at risk uh, if I caught the virus. So um, yeah, it's 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 meant I can't even go for short walks. Um, can't leave the house and garden we're very very lucky we have a garden um i've had to move into the spare room again we're extremely lucky we've got a spare room um i'm using a different bathroom i can't eat with anybody else i can't go within two meters of the people i live with my partner and my daughter so um 
yeah, it's it it's not been great. It's not been a no. great few weeks. Um, and uh, you know, I think like for for everybody, everybody's got their own uh, you know difficulties and trials within this situation, haven't they? There's all sorts of things, whether it's worrying about relatives, whether it's you know your living situation, whether it's money. Um, and I think like like everybody, sometimes it it feels handleable, it feels doable, and it's okay. And then other times, I just want to scream into the abyss. Um, but hopefully, <laughs> those times become fewer and fewer, <laughs> and uh, kind of get into it because I think I'm looking at a long haul. Really, um, yeah. I'm not going to be out in a few weeks. I don't think, uh, from what I understand of the the situation, that people who are shielding will probably be the last people out. So, um, yeah. Got to kind of settle into it, really. Hug you right now. This is awful. Don't hug me. You'll kill me, Melissa. I know it sounds and and when I read your you you recently wrote a, a very affecting piece um, for Original Gravity, which I think got across very well. You know how you're dealing with it and what you have to deal with. Um, was that a was that a, an easy thing to do, or was that something that you felt like that was a good distraction for you to put it down on paper to kind of so yeah, it was it was something that that had been um, playing on my mind and something that I I knew I wanted to write something about and um, and then it kind of bubbled up last week what form it was going to take. Um, I think part of me really wants to just look away from the whole situation, not look at it, not have to think about it, distract myself. Um, and then the other part of me kind of thinks it's quite important to write some of this stuff down and to um, you know just to sort of bear witness to some of the things that that are happening in the world at the moment and um and to share my own experience and um it, you know it seemed to hit home with people i had a lot of people contacting me some people who were shielding themselves but um also yeah. just people talking about how they missed the pub and um you know because that was you know i sort of wrote about about my last experience in in the in the pub before lockdown um and uh, it seemed to relate to a lot of people to kind of, I sort of thought in some ways it's important to get sometimes to get that stuff stuff down because this time will pass and we'll forget how that felt and um so yeah that's kind of where it came from I mean I'm not I'm not sort of uh at the moment anyway I'm not locked in one room um I uh can move around the house but uh I need to try and stay a distance from from people but at the same time I'm um I'm taking the lead on homeschooling for our daughter um mm -hmm. so you know i feel connected to the family different definitely um you know i'm learning about florence nightingale and how to how to do multiplication using bars i don't know some kind of math I don't know either. Uh, no i don't know um so you know i definitely feel connected i think that might change if the lockdown eases and they start going out into the big wide world a bit more i'll have to be a lot more careful and a lot more separate but um but yeah, so I, I, in terms of filling my time, I don't need to. My time is quite full. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it did, just did feel kind of necessary to write something down, and I'm I'm kind of pleased I did, and maybe I'll write some more. You know, it seems like you a good say, thing to do. <laughs> you say your time is pretty full. You've also in in the past couple of weeks launched your own podcast as well. Uh, just yeah. you know, on, on the back of the current situation. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, you're not doing too badly for for being busy. <laughs> that's right yeah so I mean normally I do fermentation beer and brewing radio I've been doing it once a fortnight um and and it kind of, you know although I've got lots of material I could start chucking out you know um some sort of tours of Czech breweries last year and you know interviews with various brewers 
it just felt when, when particularly when lockdown hit that it just wasn't the right time to be doing that and and that perhaps there was something else I could do um, mm. to help the industry. So, you know, I've got I've got equipment at home. I've got a little studio at home. I've you know I've got the ability to you know I've got contacts and the ability to you know put something together. So, again, part of me wanting to look away and just play PlayStation and uh, you know <laughs> eat loads of food, and the other part of me thinking actually maybe I can do something useful or or helpful. And so. Yeah, fermentation in isolation. It's once a week, and there's uh, always an update from one of the uh, trade organisations or consumer organisations, so uh, BBPA, SEBA, uh, Camera, uh, and UK Hospitality. And then there's something about something positive going on in the beer world. Um, so stuff around, say, a pub that's helping out its community with Meals on Wheels, um, stuff around support that's available for mental health, that kind of stuff. And then a little sort of much more informal chat between me and my regular guest, Jane Payton, who's a drinks writer, who's also based in Brighton. Um, and we do a little chat over a beer and kind of talk about what it's like in isolation. So I kind of thought, it, it you know, yeah, it, I've not done a weekly podcast before. And it's, um, as, as you all know, it's it's hard work putting these things together. But it felt like something that might be useful and that, that I could do and that would, you know, maybe help, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've actually this is the last Wednesday episode that we're going to be recording because I've decided that two episodes a week is far too much yeah. for me and my mental health. As much as I love talking to you, wonderful people, um, it's gonna a lot. From, mm. It's a lot, yeah. And uh, Steve, how are you doing? Yeah. How are you and Martin getting on with the podcast? Yeah, it, we're we're doing all right. So we're, we're still we're, we've gone weekly as well for the time being. Um, we've we, we've just picked up and we we explored a few different ways of doing it, and we we finally settled on simply using Skype and and just mm. um, you can video record the conversation, and and then we take that video file, we turn it into audio, and then we just edit it from there and and and, and put it out. We've 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 probably gone down the the complete opposite route to, to to what what emma's done though and we are actually actively avoiding trying to mention the situation too much because we're yeah. just still trying to provide people with i suppose just a little bit of escapism once once a week so that they can they can actually forget about the, the situation and 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 kind of you know just just slip back into how things used to be um and it's it, it's tough but to, to not just mention it um and it, it does come up occasionally but we like i say we took the approach that we wanted to to, to just kind of keep doing what we do and and, and trying to keep on the light-hearted side of things because there are quite a few other people that, that are focusing purely on you know, like like Emma said, you know, purely on what the industry's doing now and how's that af affecting them. What 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 you're doing, Owen, in in terms of you know, t twice weekly up until now, has has been fantastic. And uh, I think you, you know, it's it's what one of the things that we have seen coming out of this is that the number of beer podcasts has just about doubled in in <laughs> in, in, in the last six weeks because all of a sudden everyone's a podcaster and and everybody wants to put out a podcast and it will be interesting to see how many of them survive post lockdown when people go back to their day jobs and have to try and fit in doing these things around the day job um which is which is always 
it's always been a consideration for Martin and I because neither of us obviously work in the industry. So we've yeah. always had to work around recordings being out outside of the normal nine to five, nine to six day. Yeah, well, this one will be definitely time limited. You have no fear of that. <laughs> the first, the, the day that they say that the pubs, actually, no, I won't say that because the day that they say that the pubs reopen in Brussels could be a long time away. But let's say the day they reopen the restaurants and I will record the final episode and I will put a full stop after cabin fever. But uh, something that we've been speaking about with uh, some of the other guests on the show over the last couple of weeks, uh, we've been talking about, I don't know that we do that when you were on, Steve, you know, the place that we want to go to when, when this is over. I think you talked about Victorian in Colchester. And something else we've been talking about is like the best beers we're drinking. Has anything of the three of you, this is a beer podcast after all, has anything that you've been drinking in the last couple of weeks really stood out for you as as like, woof? Well, one, that's, yeah, one that stood out for me... Um was Anspach and Hobday, who are, are one of my favourite favourite breweries, but um, you know, only tend to get hold of them up in London, not not as much down here in Brighton. Um, but they kindly sent me some of their cans just as we went into lockdown. They sent a little pack of cans because they just started canning, and um, one of them was a sea salt and chili stout um, with Scotch okay. bonnet chilies, sea salt, cacao nibs. 7.4% with um, Bramling Cross and Summit. And um, I kind of left it in the fridge because I'm not a big chilli beer fan. And I was kind of worried, oh, is this going to, you know, I don't, I don't like anything that burns on a beer. Right. And um, yeah. and I, so I sort of, and also then I was thinking, I had a really weird beer fridge full of like odds and ends of stuff that didn't <laughs> really go with anything. And I've now remedied that. But, um, but I had this really, you know, it was really weird. So I just thought, right, blow it. I'm just going to drink that. And uh, had it as an aperitif one night, which is a bit random, but um, it was absolutely gorgeous. And uh, it, st- it has stood out as the best beer I've had over lockdown so far. And um, it, it, were, it the, the, the chili was very, very subtle, just kind of a fruiting, like the fruitiness you can get from a chili and a, a tiny, I mean, just the tiniest bit of warmth um, with a little bit of, of sea salt. And uh, yeah, this big uh, sort of, chocolatey thick viscous oh it was it was just absolutely gorgeous it was like it was like having a big cuddle it was just wonderful um of course i went straight on the website there's none of it left of course and it was just, <laughs> it was a special so i don't i don't know if that means they'll ever do it again or whatever but i mean it was amazing um yeah and a real surprise i suppose it's one of those beers that was a real surprise although i love anspach and hobday and i i should have trusted them more that they weren't going to mess this up and that it was going to be brilliant um yeah, but with those chili beers, I think I'm 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 of a similar mind to you. You know, either they don't put in enough and you can't taste it, or put in they put in too much and it's just overwhelmingly, mm-hmm. you know, chili. Yeah, the balance. What about, you, what about Steve, Melissa? What about you guys? Sorry, I was just going to say the balance of getting that right is somebody who's, who's used a lot of those ingredients in collab brews is mm-hmm. really difficult. What about you, Melissa? Anything that you've been drinking in the last little while that's sort of Definitely. struck you as being pretty good? There's been a number, actually. I mean, absolutely hands down, probably the best beer I've had so far this year has been uh, the Gibraltar Porter from Cheshire Brewhouse. Uh, that beer is absolutely a masterclass in balance. It's absolutely beautiful. It's just got the right amount of slightly bitter chocolate, the right amount of fruit hop. It's just perfect. Shane's absolutely nailed it there. I'm also really impressed with um, Sirens. I'm actually just drinking it now. Uh, the Futurist, their gluten-free session IPA. 
Um, I'm really, really impressed with that. I think that's fantastic. And there's there are some really good beers coming out now. I think what's mm. becoming really obvious to me is that there's breweries that have shown so much promise for so long that are suddenly really hitting their straps. I mean, Siren's always been good. Um, Cheshire Brewhouse has always been good. It's just that Shane hasn't really been able to catch people's imaginations because he's had fairly old-fashioned branding. But there's mm. breweries out there that are just so raising their game and it's so exciting to see. And I just hope that this doesn't impact them too much. Yeah, that's the worry, isn't it? I mean, that would be that would be the, the, the worst thing if finally breweries start to get some purchase in the market and then poof, there yeah, goes the market. A bit of a kick in the junk. But actually, I think there's a certain element of the whole situation at the moment where people are being almost forced into being experimental and looking a little bit wider than they would do normally. So I think there's a there's a slight, or, or actually, when I say wider, I actually mean that they're, they're beginning to look a bit more on their doorstep. You know, I need beer, I need it, like, tomorrow. Mm. Oh, God, well, you know, where do I get it? Well, you know, the supermarket shelves are all empty of all decent beer. What do I do? Oh, well, I heard about this beer is here website. Maybe I can find out something there. And that's been a tremendous thing. Mm. Uh, I think it was founded by simply somebody from Simply Hops, and it's just run and run and run. Um, yeah. It's just allowing people to discover things on their on their doorstep, and I think maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed, it will go back to a little bit less of hype juice chasing and a little bit more of local love. I agree with you there, Melissa. I think it's I think that localism has really come through with the with the, this sort of situation all around. Not, you know, if you, you know, I now get uh, a veg box from the local farm. I get my bread delivered from the local bakery. We get chocolate muffins delivered that my daughter cannot apparently live without. Um, so we get, you know, we're getting all this stuff locally and the beer as well. And I think, I think people are looking locally. And in some ways, yeah, I think you're right. That might, that might stay, you know, that kind of looking around at what our local producers can do. Um, but a link to that, I think also looking at, at, um, you know who's doing who's you know the the sort of ethics of um and the values that are really apparent from a lot of breweries and pubs at the moment that even in this time of losing you know huge amounts of income they're still giving back to their communities and still giving back uh to charity and i think i think that's incredible and i hope that that will be remembered as well Hopefully, it's a it's been a recurring theme as well on the show. Um, before we get into the the last part of the show, Steve, a, a, any drink that you've been having over the last couple of weeks that sort of came to your attention? I've I've, I've got one standout, but before I talk about that, I want to echo what both Melissa and Emma said about some of their beers as well. So I've I've lucky enough to have had that Gibraltar Porter from uh, Cheshire Brewhouse, and it's absolutely stunning. It is so so good, and if 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 people can get their hands on that still. I would say absolutely go out of your way to get it because it is up there as I think it's going to be a lot of people that have been lucky enough to try it. It's very much going to be in consideration for their beer of the year this year because yeah. it's just it's just that good. And and it is great to see Shane now putting beers into cans with new branding that has it's it's just like breathed new life into the whole brand and, and what he puts out. And it's it's just amazing to see. And I know he's got um another one of his heritage brews coming out in a few weeks, his Govinda IPA, oh. which again is an absolute cracker of a beer. So I just just really wanted to echo and, and jump on what Melissa said there. And and then also with, with what Emma said as well, I was lucky enough 
have to try that chili and sea salt style. And I, I cannot disagree with anything that Emma said in, in her description of it. It was absolutely lovely. Um, a, a real, a real find that one was and it was uh yeah shame shame there was only one can in the pack that came through to <laughs> us as well really but but the one that I want to highlight uh, again it's it's in a similar sort of vein though to to that chili and sea salt um I got involved in the um in the brew dog virtual AGM uh, at the weekend because I'm, I'm yeah. a shareholder and and I bought um one of their kind of shareholder exclusive boxes that was was a drink along box for the AGM and they had their annual release in their their dog eye, which is their kind of birthday imperial stout that they release. So, so this year's iteration was uh, the a, a minor fifteen point three percent bourbon barrel aged imperial stout um, that had had chilies added to it as well. And once again, the chilies were just so well balanced in it. You got it was thick. It was um, just like loads of toffee and caramel and vanilla in there. But then right at the end, you got this warmth come through from the chilies and and i found myself sitting there drinking it thinking i really should have saved this for the winter this 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 would have been a winter evening supping beer and and here i am in the well at the end of april drinking it because i just couldn't wait for it um yeah real real standout stuff i was just going to say one thing i thought uh was interesting though steve about you know you're you're drinking Walsh tonight having a week off apparently that's that's not unusual there's been a there was a lot of uh, features in the press wasn't there a couple of weeks ago about um you know people are just drinking their way through lockdown and you know the british public is drunk all the time children are being taught by um you know drunk adults you know rather than going to school or whatever and uh, and actually no and low alcohol sales as well as us all buying from all our local breweries low and no alcohol sales have apparently rocketed during um during lockdown as well they've you know they've really risen yeah because people are taking things seriously and people are being careful and you know like you having a week off because you recognize the temptation at the moment is to just drink through it you know so it would be be very easy to yeah Yeah. i mean we we did we we did a poll on this last weekend and we're we're actually going to be discussing it on next week's show um so i won't get into it too much now because i don't want to give away our content on a on on another podcast (laughs) um but it was interesting to see because we did two polls we asked and it was the same the same options in the poll uh increased decreased and stayed the same but the first question was has your drinking and the second question was, has your physical activity? And there is a correlation between the two. Uh, it's far from scientific, but we're, we're certainly going to give it the, the, the best when we get around to discussing that one on our mm. show. Uh, we're getting close to the end. And before we go, this is sort of the, the moment in the podcast where guests can highlight something positive or negative that they've been seeing or experiencing over the past week. Um, normally, this is where I get all down and pessimistic, but over the past couple of episodes uh, you know it's been quite positive and to to link back to what we were talking about with localism and buying locally um i did splurge on some lovely cheese today and a very kind elderly gentleman delivered the cheese straight to my door uh, something i don't think i ever would have done had we not been on lockdown and had i not been allowed to go outside and i look forward to diving into it this evening giving myself some strange cheese dreams but is there anything from the three of you that you've seen or that you've heard or that you've experienced over the last week or two that's either given you a bit of encouragement or something that's really peeved you? I was just going to say, um, you know, given that I am confined to barracks and probably will be for quite a while, I bought myself a dartboard today and uh, <laughs> and it's really cheered me up. And um, Who's facing you? Know, me? I've, uh, 
Whose face, Whose face have I put on? <laughs> Nobody's yet. I've only just set it up. It's on a stand, so it can be mobile around the house. Ah. Um, and I'm, I'm in no way a a good dart player at all. Um, but yet. I just, you know, I just miss it. Exactly, yet. When I emerge after the vaccine next year, don't don't play darts with me because I'm going to hustle you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I've got it set up in my room. I look, it looks like really like a student bedroom now. Um, so I've got this dartboard and I'm I'm ready to rumble. And actually, it's cheered me up no end. Excellent. Well, I think we all, all make all make uh, like those paper masks of our faces, so you can you yeah. see. <laughs> <laughs> Any of you upset me on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, probably. Going on the board. And what about you, Melissa? Um. It's a bit of a pat on the back for myself, but what's been really lovely is quite a lot of people have really been cooking quite a lot from Beer Kitchen, which has been mm. really phenomenal and really lovely to see. Um, I've also been asked a lot of questions about, oh, I've got this in my fridge and I've got that in my fridge and I've got this beer and what should I pair here and and that kind of stuff. That's really nice. Um, also, you know, it's nice that my other half is still busy. Um, I'm not as busy despite my little little oh dear lord I've been very busy today moment um, <laughs> so I was uh, one of the things I found really good and challenging on a professional level is I've been doing broadcasts without any form of audience or any form of feedbacks which is a very very surreal experience um, so I've been working with Hospo Live which mm-hmm. is lots and lots of different um, half-hour little spots with people talking about their speciality. So, funny enough, talking about NOLOs, as we were earlier, I was doing mm. one of those the other week, and also I'm doing a cook-along for Big Drop tomorrow. But as I mentioned earlier, with my slight challenges with the flat, I had to pre-record it today. And so that was uh, that was fun. Going back to having trained as a broadcast journalist at university, sort of resurrecting a few skill, old skills of editing and just being able to go and just chat and, and chat and cook at the same time. You see a lot of my hands, you'll be pleased to know, not a lot of my face. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, it's, it, it's, there's, there's some interesting things. It was funny to, when people were saying about old podcasts and things like that. I think it's uh, the temptations there because radio was always my big love, but uh, I think you'll be safe from me. <laughs> you'd be a credit to the uh, to the format uh, absolutely oh you know well, you can you can just you can just <laughs> you can just keep it to guesting on mine and emma shows for the foreseeable and steve's if, <laughs> if, 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 if you'll have it. and what about you steve anything anything that you've uh, that was remarkable for you in the last week or two remarkable i'm not sure it was remarkable um for for for, for those that remember my uh, first appearance uh i finally finished the uh, yes. the, the marvel rewatch so so i got through all 22 movies eventually and i've now moved on to um doing star wars from from episode 1 all the way through um okay. and i suppose the only other thing try, trying to keep things positive uh my win loss ratio on fortnite has gone right up on the playstation <laughs> um so uh i don't know whether that's me getting better or i'm just playing against more 6 year olds uh, i don't i don't know i don't know what's what's happening there 
Well, it doesn't matter, does it? No, I'll, every win's a win. I'll, I'll, I'll take every, every one of them. To win. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. Well, on Steve's triumphant uh, fortnight performance, I think we'll leave it at that. Uh, it's been a really fun chat talking to the three of you. Um, I hope at some point we'll be allowed out again and we can meet again for a beer. Uh, but for now, Emma, uh, Melissa and Steve, it's been great to have you on the show. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe and we'll speak again soon. Thank you very Cheers. much. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Bye, guys. And that's it for today's episode of Cabin Fever. Many thanks to our guests and to all your listeners out there. If you enjoyed today's show, do make sure to subscribe and we'd really appreciate it if you'd give us a review on whatever podcast platform you're using. Until the next time.